welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So we're both fresh off the boat, pretty much, of our individual river cruises. Fresh off the boat. You were lucky. Let me tell you. Oh. I was lucky. Oh, I was going to tell you. I This is the first time I've ever won an award such as this. Um, but I received an award from Alma Waterways for excellence in being the most loyal fitness enthusiast. Peddling your little buns off. <laughs> and I did not receive it on April Fool's Day, so it was legit. It's a laminated certificate, and I'm going to frame it, put it on all my resumes because, wow. Fitness queen. Fitness queen. Get into it. Yeah. And it was because I went on every single bike tour that was offered because to me, biking is easier than walking. At least you get a breeze. (laughs) At least I get a breeze. Exactly. So that was my proudest moment on the Alma Waterways River Cruise that I was just on. And you were on Uniworld. Uniworld. And I was saying you were lucky because you did not have any COVID cases on board. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I did. Not as many as what was going on during the River Cruise convention there, but while it was very anxiety-inducing, it also, I think, was a really good experience Like to see that it can happen even on a small boat like that. It doesn't have to spread everywhere. We, we, it was very contained. They were very diligent about everything. They actually did not require the guests to mask up, even though that happened, but the crew did. Um, we, ha- we had to have a PCR test to enter Serbia anyway the next day, so we kind of all breathed a sigh of relief, and then everyone was testing the day to get off, and no one tested positive. So, mm, okay. But, That's of so course, you know. because I have anxiety, you know, the whole time I was like, <laughs> is, does my throat hurt? But then on the plane on the way home, I started nose running, throat hurting, coughing, sneezing. So then I was really mortified, like, oh, my goodness, am I giving everyone on this plane COVID, you know? But I I scheduled a test for the following morning after I got home and I was negative. So it is an interesting mind game if if you worry about those things. But I think in the end... I feel much more confident knowing that you can have a couple cases. It doesn't have to get bigger than that. And it can all be just fine. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, yeah. at least. Yeah, nowadays we yeah. have different a weaker uh, tools in place to, yeah. fight, to yeah. fight the virus. But it was really spectacular, I have to say. Uh, I don't see myself necessarily making a point to go back to any of the areas. But I'm, I would, so it was Hungary a little tiny bit of Croatia, uh, Serbia, Bulgaria, and Romania. All super interesting. Definitely good for history buffs. And there are some good hiking and biking activities in case you want to continue your trend. Um, but it is <laughs> much, more, much more <laughs> low-key uh, than any other river cruise. 
Um, I don't want to use the word boring. I do think that some people who are used to certain things might be a little bit bored because it's a lot lower key. But if you get the chance mm -hmm. to go to Belgrade, Serbia, it really is a fantastic city. Mm. So beautiful. Reminds me of like a little Vienna, but then there's a lot of green space, the history there. That city has been decimated 44 times. Wow. And it's because of its location where two rivers mm -hmm. converge, but, um, right. Really neat. So if you have history buffs who also like to, there's like this Red Rocks place to go hiking. There's some biking tours um, who just want something low key just to see something different. It would be a good fit for them. Otherwise, I got to say Ryan or Danube for the for the win. Yeah, I think I would say something similar about on the waterways tulip time. It was a little bit on the more relaxing side, which I was grateful for because I maybe averaged three to four hours of sleep a night. So the fact that the, that the days were a bit more relaxed, at least in the beginning, it kind of did help with me mentally in resting. So yep. um, yeah, I would say that was also a bit more relaxed, but for people who love plants and gardening and stuff like that, that is the one to go on. Just looking at beautiful things. Yeah. In a very relaxed way. Everything is nice and flat. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to get on the Rhine at the end of this month, the 28th. Mm. I get on um, Viking. So. Oh, fun. Pumped. And then I'll meet you in Croatia. Meet you in Croatia. <laughs> Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. First up, we wanted to give a shout out to Holland America mm -hmm. Line's efforts in housing Ukrainian refugees. Um, this is such an amazing thing that I think Holland America is doing. And this article from Travel Agent Central details what is involved with doing something like this. Um, so it is the Volan Dam. It will be used to accommodate Ukrainian refugees as part of an agreement announced by Netherlands and city of Rotterdam government officials. So the ship's going to dock in Rotterdam for three months to provide temporary home for approximately 1,500 Ukrainians part of a larger commitment from the Netherlands to accommodate 50,000 people who fled the war in their homeland. Oh, I have a quick story. On my flight home, I was in business class from Frankfurt to Mexico City, and they were asking on the speaker whether anyone knew how to speak Ukrainian, and apparently someone did, and they moved this, this a couple with their baby daughter up to business class and gave them a bassinet, just give them more room to spread out. Oh, uh, now, the baby was a little fussy, but I am deaf in one ear and had an AirPod in the other, so I didn't care. I hope no one else did. I will say in Rotterdam, when we had uh, docked there, when we were coming back to the ship from one of our tours, they were pointing out a couple of river cruise ships there. And they were saying, this is here temporarily to house Ukraine refugees. So it looks like, you know, their, their commitment to accommodating 50,000 people in the Netherlands is, is happening. Yeah. And also it's worth mentioning that Carnival Corp's chairman, Mickey Arison and his wife, Madeline, also announced a pledge of $3 million to charities helping Ukrainian wow. refugees. 
And then Holland America Line is looking to raise awareness and funds through its On Deck for a Cause program, in which guests on every cruise may take part in a non-competitive 5K fundraising walk. And that money will go to direct relief. Well, that speaks to my fitness enthusiast heart. <laughs> so I guess I'll be doing the non-competitive 5K fundraising walk. It's will you my branding now. Will so. you make it non-competitive though? I'm not so sure. Uh, I don't know. Smoke I'll tools. compete against myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next article is from Travel Age West. It is the top 10 legal issues impacting travel advisors now. And Jeffrey Mint wrote this, who is an attorney. Uh, and this speaks to my heart because I will tell you, I am so glad I beefed up my terms and conditions during COVID because Corey knows this. I have a... How do I say this as nicely as possible for the podcast? Um, I have a very difficult client right now, mm -hmm, ex-client. Mm -hmm. He's a one and done for me. Mm -hmm. That if I did not have the beefed up terms and conditions to look back on, if I had not done more for my process to make sure that I was completely protected, I would not be here with the same COVID confidence. <laughs> <laughs> in responding to him. I haven't responded yet. I'm like here cracking my knuckles waiting to start typing. But mm -hmm. seriously, legal things are so important to keep in mind. Yep. And in on my team right now, we have someone who's concerned because it's parents planning a graduation trip for a bunch of 18 year olds to Greece. And they keep saying it has to be safe. It has to be safe. It has to be safe. Well, we cannot protect your 18-year-old daughters from their own behavior. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't guarantee anything is 100% safe. So now um, the advisor on my team is nervous. Like, should I make them sign something additional because they keep harping on this and I cannot control what happens over there with a bunch of 18-year-olds and no parents are attending. So mm -hmm. ugh, just so many things. But yeah. Here, well, this yeah. article says that as travel demand increases, travel advisors, while eager for booking opportunities, must evaluate if they are protected against some of the most common legal matters affecting advisors today. From protecting yourself from credit card chargebacks to updating your terms and conditions, these are the legal items to add to your agency's to-do list. Number one, your customers and fraud. With increased business transacted through the internet, the potential for fraud grows. Fielding a call from an unfamiliar person who is looking to book five business class seats to a far off location should raise concerns in your mind. Due diligence and customer verification is important to avoid fraudulent transactions. Yep. Um, they've also seen an uptick in fraud relating to wire and ACH transactions. Um, yeah. And this one, it says the, an agency emailed a customer instructions for making a final payment for Galapagos Islands journey via wire. Unfortunately, the email was intercepted and the customer was provided false information for the wire. The client was out $17,000 and the agency was held responsible as it had no firewall system in place. Uh, yeah. Uh, anytime someone's coming to you for a very last minute trip and you don't know them, I don't care what it is, even if it's not just flights that are to Africa or whatever, if it's last minute and you don't know them, you have to get you need to verify their identity. And we just had an issue recently with Vacation Express. And it turned out the guy was using his friend's credit card, but he put his own name on the form and it was this big mess and it all worked out. Um, but Vacation Express was smart to say, 
this is like a couple days away. It's a big amount. We need additional verification, which reminded me, you know, we need to have that in place as well. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing is the terms of your independent contractor agreement. I know plenty of people who have ICs who have no agreement, which is just slap crazy. Um, but you need to have these in place and be mindful of clauses relating to termination, restrictive covenants and duties and obligations when parting ways. That's really the most important part, right? Do they get paid out their commissions? Do those remain with the agency who gets the clients, all of that stuff. Um, and it also says several states do not allow for enforcement of non-compete agreements. So you should understand the law that applies to your state. The third one is claims against you. The best way to protect yourself from claims made by a customer is to have an enforceable booking agreement or terms and conditions. Customers should be informed of planning charges, cancellation penalties assessed by you or your agency, the importance of purchasing travel protection plans and a waiver or release. Take the time to update your documents relating to the new world of travel created by the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, I have my COVID waiver right on my inquiry form. So we just get that out of the way, vaccination status and COVID waiver. Mm -hmm. And linked in this article is a related article that is about legal lingo and what travel advisors should add to their terms and conditions now. So if you guys head to the show notes and find this article, you'll find the link to this related article there. Yep. Another one is intellectual property rights. So it's interesting, more and more travel agencies are really investing in their branding. And so trademarking is becoming more popular. So if you are really attached to your name and all the branding that you have created, this is something you might want to look into. Um, if you do register your trademark, you must use it. So that means like you have to mark that things are trademarked. And if you later find another company is violating your hard-earned trademark, you can then enforce it and seek damages ranging from cease and desist orders to financial recovery for proven damages. The next one, nothing new here during the pandemic, but <laughs> credit card chargebacks. Well, we have hopefully seen the end of the surge in credit card chargebacks. It is always important to have an actual signed authorization or electronically signed agreement for any credit card charge. Keeping your customer's credit card on file might be convenient, but never use it without authorization. Most host agency agreements and supplier terms will hold you responsible for chargebacks. And this is why I'm so glad I have a CRM like TravelJoy mm -hmm. um, for taking payment information because with my difficult client, um, he is threatening a chargeback and I'm just like, I have all the receipts. Mm -hmm. literally all the receipts, literally and figuratively. So, IP address is recorded, buddy. Yes. So you go ahead and try that if you want to, but you'll be committing fraud. So yeah, shortly before the pandemic, I had a chargeback and it wasn't fun because the money is removed from your account right away. Mm -hmm. um, but I won and I won because of travel joy and having those secure credit card authorizations. I have some elderly clients they don't want to do it. They want to give me the stuff over the phone. And because of the pandemic, I'm just like, listen, my insurance requires me to get a signed authorization for every transaction. So I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but I'll put your card in. All you have to do is click the bubble and sign, but it has to be signed. And they understand. Right. Then we have seller of travel regulations. Nothing new there either. They're, uh, they apply in California, Hawaii, Florida, and Washington state. So you or your host agency should be registered if you sell travel to residents of those states. Don't let that slip. 
responsibilities between you and your customer. These days, it is important that your customers are the ones responsible for ensuring that they can travel as planned. Make it clear that the customer needs to stay on top of entry and exit requirements and policies or mandates in place regarding vaccination status and masking rules. These all change so rapidly, so you want to shield yourself from having to monitor conditions throughout the world. That's another They're one. adults. Yeah, that's another one that I have on my form now, and they have to check the box saying, I understand that this is a shared responsibility and that I must read everything my travel agent sends to me, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your suppliers and partners. Uh, there was a really, uh, you know, we're both huge fans of the Masters in Travel podcast, and Whitney had a great conversation recently about this, like vetting the suppliers that you use, mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, if they go under... Um, we can be liable for losses for our clients. So book with reputable companies, stay away from companies that are making the news for the wrong reasons, document bookings when customers want you to use a supplier that you don't recommend or Mm -hmm. refuse to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Future travel credits. While advisors do not create the terms and policies for future travel credits, you're left explaining it to all your customers, explaining it all to your customers. Unfortunately, there are no laws that regulate FTC, so suppliers can create the rules as they go. Try and negotiate more favorable terms for your customers, but explain to them in your terms and conditions that you're not responsible for FTC terms. Yeah. And then finally, errors and omissions policies. It is vital to have you know coverage. However, you need to read through the policy exclusion so you have a better understanding of what is not covered. For instance, and quite applicable in a pandemic, claims for refunds or disagreements over cancellation terms are not covered by your E&O policy. Neither are breach of contract claims, claims relating to customers not receiving frequent flyer miles, or claims over supplier insolvency or bankruptcy. That's all? (laughs) Yep, those are the top 10. There are probably more, but those are the top 10. (laughs) Well, let's talk about something more fun. Yeah, another 10 items. This is significantly more fun. 10 summer travel trends to keep an eye on. Thanks to Emma over at Travel Age West for this one. So um, it is saying, obviously, we have high temperatures to look forward to, but there is also a sunny outlook for the tourism industry. That is according to the spring edition of the 2022 Portrait of American Travelers from research firm MMGY Global, which measures travel intentions and the latest travel trends. What do we have? Trend number one, overall interest in travel over the summer is high. We all knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, It says nearly three quarters or 73% are planning to take a vacation in the next six months, up 11% from 2021. Yeah. Uh, Trend two, bucket list trips will be popular. I'm definitely seeing this. I learned um, from the Oceana rep that was on this cruise with me that when they opened their 2023 world cruise, it sold out in 58 minutes. Wow. And I don't even know what the lead in price on something like that is, but it's not cheap. It's not uh, cheap. <laughs> so they're just saying many op- Americans are opting to go big with their travels after playing it more conservative the last few years. However, trend number three kind of brings it to another 180. Um, But rising gas costs, inflation, and the war in Ukraine may cause travelers to seek close-to-home getaways. Yep. They said that despite a palpable demand for travel, Davidson says that inflation and the recent increase in gas prices may mean that travelers choose to venture a little bit closer to home 
or alter their spending slightly. Uh, the war is a concern for 62% of clients who are worried that the conflict may spread to nearby countries. Um, that same study suggested that the war is twice as likely as COVID-19 to impact vacation plans to Europe. Get your Europe flights booked. Yeah. <laughs> Next trend, younger Americans are the most likely to travel right now. Younger generations are most likely to hit the road, namely millennials. And those in Gen Z have an average of 4.1 and 5.0 trips on the books over the next 12 months, respectively. Nice. But trend five says older generations will be spending more as usual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next trend, U.S. travelers do not see COVID-19 as a barrier to travel, which is good news. Quite the turnaround. Yeah, it says on the majority report, it's no longer a barrier to travel. Travelers receiving vaccinations are also increasing with 69% of active leisure travelers having received the vaccination. So uh, the number of respondents who are unvaccinated has stayed constant. Hotel cleanliness is still important, Mm -hmm. along with free breakfast and amenable room rates. Travelers find accommodation cleanliness to be a high priority. Well, duh. I can only ever think of you every time I make myself coffee in a hotel room. And someone else brought it up to me. They heard us talking about it on the podcast. I don't remember what it was, but they were making fun of me in the coffee. Uh, Also, we have covered many articles on the matter. Sustainability remains top of mind. Six in 10 travelers will pay more for a travel provider who has a commitment to environmental sustainability and responsibility. The next trend is something that I'm also dealing with right now. Um, Travelers are getting intel from friends and family. Friends and family are the number one source for the travel information, for travel information and intel across generations. But beyond that, the travel, the travel sources vary widely depending on travelers age. Clients are using fewer sources for ideas in 2022 than in 2021. And the use of online travel agencies decreased from 24% to 19% this year. Travelers on average consult 4.7 sources per trip when making travel plans. Do you know, it is really, people are, I'm sensing a lot of franticness. And yesterday I actually had to say to my client, I'm not sure how I lost your confidence, but I promise, Mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, Z, because she was going back and she just kept questioning me. And it was because there had to be a workaround to make her FCC cover her deposit so that so the reservation shows up differently online, but I'm sending her screenshots, whatever. And she just kept coming back. And, and when I said that to her, she wrote back, okay, I'm going to stop. I don't know why I'm making myself crazy. I totally trust you. I mean, like we've been working together 15 years. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that now all of a sudden I'm just going <laughs> to throw you to the wolves, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I just it's have to just call her the stars are aligned. Yeah, that's it. So... I mean, I did it very nicely, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to be like, whoa, like I've got you. Yeah. I don't know why you're yeah. not seeing that now, right. but whatever. Or I appreciate your friend's perspective, but do they mm-hmm. have all the information they need to find out what's best for you? Yeah. Because your price point is not up to whatever they're suggesting. I'll tell you that right now. Do you like every restaurant your friends recommend? Do you like, you know, like I, we have a really close friend and every time she recommends a restaurant, we're like, no, <laughs> we're not going there. We don't have the same taste. Trips, yes. Restaurants, no. But, you know, it's just interesting. 
Anyway, the very last trend, which is funny, so so specific, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Southern California cities will appeal to solo travelers. So the trend of solo travel is continuing to grow with 25% of travelers planning to take a solo jaunt this summer. And Los Angeles, Palm Springs, and Anaheim, interesting, reign supreme for respondents intending to travel alone. Palm Springs, I get. And then Chicago, Atlanta, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Kansas City, Missouri also earned top marks. Funny. Kansas City. <laughs> KC. <laughs> all I right. Mean, okay, solo travelers. You guys are obviously not true crime junkies. Los Angeles. <laughs> and have, at least Sacramento is not on here. Oh, well. I guess it's, it, as long as you guys figure out what's safe for you, travel well. Yeah, your research. exactly. Be safe. Yeah. All right. Shall we do a speed round here? we got lots, oh, yeah. of, lots of good headlines this week. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Age West, the U.S. will offer a gender-neutral passport option and travel security measures. As of April 11th, United States citizens can choose an X for gender on their passport applications, a move designed to give non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming Americans an option other than male or female on their travel documentation. Another one from them says that the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection has ordered another two new-build yachts, despite multiple delays for the luxury brand's first ship, which is set to launch this summer. Travel Weekly reports that Carnival Cruise Line said Monday that the one-week period from March 28th to April 3rd was the line's busiest booking week in its 50-year history. The record was shattered as Carnival said the previous mark was exceeded by a double-digit percentage. Another headline from them reads, Dreams Flora Resort slated to open in Punta Cana by the end of this year. Located along Punta Cana's Cabeza de Toro Beach, the family-friendly all-inclusive will span 520 rooms with each accommodation featuring either a private terrace or balcony. Travel Pulse reports that Alaska Airlines on Friday was forced to cancel almost 10% of its flight schedule as pilots picketed in several West Coast cities, protesting what they say is a three-year impasse in contract negotiations. They also report that South Korea has announced that it is reopening its borders. Those who are fully vaccinated and who have registered their vaccination status can now enter the country and avoid the seven-day quarantine period. According to Travel Market Report, Disney Cruise Line is bringing back self-serve buffets. I think Royal Caribbean is too. Uh, Disney will lift physical distancing requirements across the ships a protocol that has been encouraged since its return to service last year. Guests will also no longer be required to wear face coverings in any indoor areas on board. The cruise line had removed that requirement for most of its indoor areas, excluding the Walt Disney Theater and use activity spaces in March, but now masks will be optional for all areas on board. Afar reports that Sweden has dropped all COVID-related travel restrictions. Travelers to Sweden no longer need to show proof of vaccination or pre-arrival testing. And our high note today is from Travel Agent Central. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Wednesday, March 30th, dropped its travel health notice for cruise travel. Put into place more than two years ago, this served as a platform that provided guidance to consumers on restrictions in cruise travel, grading systems, and collaborative protocols for sailing safety. The removal of the health notice demonstrates the transition back into pre-pandemic operations for the cruise industry. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles you referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. 
If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.